welcome to the GenCast on Hologram Radio. This is Alex Knight, and I'm joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast, and science fiction writer K. Tempest Bradford. In season two, episode four, One Gem Too Many, Jerrica, stressed out from dealing with tax forms and the usual trouble at home and the office, gets into trouble with a nasty-tempered gem impersonator whose outrageous public meltdowns and temper tantrums threaten to destroy the real gem's career. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. All right, this is season two, episode four, and technically episode 30, uh, which is written by Buzz Dixon. <laughs> That's a real name. Man. Mm. Man. Well, you have to go through life with that name. Well, we won't make fun of you, sir. We won't do that. We don't steep that low. No, never. Mm-mm. We open with an exhausted-looking Jerrica Benton, who's tired of dealing with tax returns and the stresses of home life and troublesome orphans. <laughs> a fight, yeah, a fight breaks out between two Starlight orphans over a baseball game. One of them breaks a window, and Jerrica breaks up the fight. Aja, Shayna, Rhea, and Kimber walk in and suggest that she go shopping to take her mind off things. Unfortunately for Jerrica, being the oldest and most responsible one, she has to file tax returns while the rest of the holograms head to Fashion Plaza Mall. Mm. <laughs> Wait a minute. Fashion Plaza Mall, that's a thing apparently. No, no, I'm not talking about the mall. I'm talking about your characterization of she has to do this because she's the oldest and most responsible one. Okay, uh, do tell. Well, I mean, what is being... Well, the- I mean, she's running a, She's trying to run a business, so right, she has to. What CEO do you know files quarterly tax returns? No, no one. <laughs> like, no just, one. Yeah. Like, she, just the fact... Ah! <laughs> she's, she's not with it enough to know that she needs an accountant. Um, or she doesn't have the money to pay an accountant. Um, either, either of which is problematic. Um, yeah this whole thing where starlight music has two employees jerica and that weird accented blonde lady with the bun Mm -hmm, this is a problem this is this a major record company with two acts now the holograms and the fifth avenue boys or whatever they're called and they don't have an accountant how do you not have an accountant jerica should not be filing the taxes she's the ceo (laughs) Even in a small company, you have accountants. I just, ah. Well, yeah, that's completely unrealistic, right? <sighs> and I realize they're just trying to show how overwhelmed and whatever Jerrica is, but the CEO does not do their own taxes. I'm just saying. Anyway, moving on. I'm just, ah. Well, in her office, looking frustrated, Jerrica grabs her coffee and heads to the studio to take a break. We cut to a music video called Imagine Me. Now, I didn't catch it when I was watching it, but is this technically a Gem in the Holograms video? Because it is just her. I mean, there's background singers. There's music being played. I'm wondering about this. So she flips a switch on the on the tape deck and starts singing. So where did this background music come from? When was this was this pre recorded with the band at some point? Like an was it an unused track? I mean, where is the music coming from? Well, I mean, if it's like an actual real music studio, voice and uh, instrumentals are not always laid down in, at the same time. 
So often the band, even if it's like, no, not just a sort of backup band, even if it's like a full everybody band, uh, the, the band will record and then the singer will record at a separate time and then they mix it together. So that's like one of the more realistic aspects of this particular episode, not like the not having an accountant thing where there's already, you know, the song has already record, been recorded by the holograms. And then Jim is supposed to come in at a later time and lay down the vocals. Okay, that, that, sure. <laughs> but it's all just so we can see Jerrica singing for once. Because we, we yeah. I think we have to be reminded that it is really Jerrica who can sing. <laughs> you know, Synergy didn't give Jim her vocal skills. Mm. So there you have it. And then we wouldn't have that sweet, sweet moment coming up of Rhea walking in. <laughs> right? Does anybody knock? Nobody knocks. No. Jerrica leaves the studio and Rio walks by, telling her that he thought he heard Jem's voice. Jerrica makes an excuse and says he did, but she was playing back a tape. Nice excuse. It was true. There was kind nothing of. about that that was <laughs> technically false, I right. guess. She was playing the tape. Rio invites Jerrica to lunch, but she turns him down saying she has too much work and asks for a rain check. Rio heads to his car and Jem catches up with him to ask if she can join him for lunch. Jem tells Rio she hopes he's not taking her to some cheap place, but Rio tells her that he's taking her to the Red Rock Cafe. Mm. You know, it's interesting. The very first time I saw this episode as a kid, I remember thinking when Jerrica or when Jem runs up to the car and she's like, hey, Rio, I'll go to lunch with you or whatever. I remember thinking, has Jerrica like had a break? Lost her mind. Right. She, she had yeah. a psychotic break where she's just like turning down Rio as Jerrica. And then she's like, but I really want to go. And suddenly her alternate personality takes over and, and turns her into Jem and runs off and has lunch. That's what I really thought when I first, first saw this episode all those years ago. I kind of thought that this time too. I was like, "Oh, she saw everybody having fun. She decided just like f it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go have fun." And then, and then the truth comes out. And then the truth comes out. You know, I love it when they when they actually make their way to the restaurant. Jem says, "Anybody who's anybody eats here." This is about the Red Rock Cafe, and she says, "Hey, Baldy, we want the best table you got now." This does not sound like the gem that we know. It does not sound like the gem that we know. But can we pause for a minute? Something is going on. (laughs) And just talk about the fact that this Red Rock Cafe or whatever it's called, where everyone goes, is in a mall. And why does it... And it it doesn't even look fancy, but they have a French maitre d'. At the Red Rock Cafe, Mm -hmm. because... because, That makes a lot of sense. Fine French cuisine can be found at the Red Rock Cafe. I am sure. That's why everybody goes there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was super weird, too. Jim gets into a spat with the host about getting a table. He invites her to eat somewhere else, but she doesn't want to take no for an answer. Jim walks over to a table and demands that the couple sitting there leave. When she doesn't get her way, she grabs a bowl of food and dumps it on the man's head. Now, I wasn't sure if that was soup or not, because he wasn't screaming, so I, I don't know what the hell was in that bowl. Yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> Perhaps it was a cold soup. <laughs> a cold soup. It could be a cold soup. Yeah. But but now we have our first inkling that perhaps this is not really actually Jem because Jem doesn't usually act in this manner. Weird, right? Right. What could be going on? Hmm. Well, meanwhile, the paparazzi snaps a photo of the event. Jem claims the cameraman is invading her privacy, grabs his camera and throws it through the restaurant window. Jem and Rio are escorted out. Rio frustrated and embarrassed at Jem's behavior, leaves after Jem says she can easily get another flunky. <laughs> he Finally. Yeah, right? Rio, uh, Rio is identified for what he is. <laughs> yeah, you would think that Rio would, would start to sort of think, what? I think, I think she's, there's seriously something wrong with her. Like, he just gets mad and leaves, which I guess is in character for Rio, because... Right. You know, he yeah. doesn't know how to handle situations properly, but... He doesn't. He doesn't. If I mean, it was me, I'd be like, I think this person's in a fugue state. Uh, they better check themselves in somewhere. Or something. Yeah. But as we can... As we've seen, Rio is not bright or nuanced. And so his only reaction to everything is just to be mad about it. And, you know, there's plenty to be mad about, you know, because Jem really is acting like a jerk and she's calling him a flunky, which he deserved. But still, I'd be hurt. So it does make sense. Yeah. But, like... Just the fact that Rio didn't question. He's like, wait a minute. What could be going on? There's something wrong with my second girlfriend. Also, (laughs) as we were watching this episode, um, my cousin was here. And when Jem threw the camera through the window, he was like, oh, that's where Kanye learned that from. And I was like, (laughs) did did we not just mention a few episodes ago about how Kanye West clearly had watched this as a child? And was heavily influenced by the bad behavior of the musician on the show. More evidence. And this is from someone who doesn't even watch the show. So I think that we, we once again have more evidence for the headcanon yep. that Kanye West learned everything he knows about being himself from watching the bad people on Jim. I think it's solid. Rio is as nuanced as a brick. Hmm. Yeah. And about yeah. as sharp as one, too. <laughs> no kidding. A record store owner in the mall asks Jem if she would be able to sign some albums, and she suddenly changes her demeanor and agrees. Aja, Shayna, Rhea, and Kimber walk by the record store and are horrified when they see Jem having a temper tantrum at the low selling prices of her album. Jem trashes the record store as she hurls records across the store, causing property damage. Jem storms off before her friends can ask what's wrong. That was an amazing scene. (laughs) It was epic. It was just like, this is why I love this episode, because you have this whole thing where Jem, quote unquote Jem, is like throwing records and saying, how dare you sell my record for a discount? Make them pay double. It's just, it's, it's such beautiful, over the top, tabloid worthy antics. And I am here for it. It's what we've all wanted to see, really. Absolutely. And, and also, I, I realized while watching this that, uh, that vinyls, uh, make great frisbees. Of course. Very true. Aerodynamic flat disc. 
Well, now we cut to Starlight Music. Rio knocks on Jerrica's door and asks to come in and talk. Rio confides in Jerrica and explains that Jem is not the person he thought he knew, and begins to explain the ordeal he experienced at the Red Rock Cafe. Jerrica is shocked and says, "That's impossible." The rest of the holograms enter and ask to speak to Jerrica alone. The holograms inquire about the record store fiasco. But Jerrica claims innocence and says she's been working on tax returns all day. Interesting. Oh, oh, Jerrica, this is about to get even more surreal for you. But I, I want to talk about, because this has been coming. This is also why I love this episode, because I want to talk about the fact that Rio came back to Starlight Music and found Jerrica and complained to Jerrica about Jem. And this is one of the pieces of evidence that I use to explain to people how Rio thinks that he is in a poly triad with both Jem and Jerrica. Because when you come to your first girlfriend to complain about some stuff that your second girlfriend did, you were in a poly triad. <laughs> that is how it is. See, Rio doesn't know those two women are the same woman, but Rio is dating both of them. Mm-hmm. And they are both clearly you know, they both have issues with each other, Jem and Jerrica, even though they're the same person. Actually, Jem doesn't have any issues with Jerrica. It's only Jerrica who has issues with Jem. More polydrama. And <laughs> and yeah, like he just he has come back to tell his his first girlfriend about how his other girlfriend is acting a fool. I'm like, if that does not prove that they are in a polytriad, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to make you feel about that. Well, the holograms don't believe her story and ask if uh, Jerrica's feeling okay, which uh, doesn't make Jerrica very happy. She looks pretty annoyed at that. And uh, I don't blame her personally. Yeah. when, When the people closest to you are basically like insinuating that you're crazy or that something like you're unbalanced or not normal. I mean, that's not really cool. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but at least Aja suggests that she take tomorrow off and come to the music distributor show to take a break. And of course, Jerrica agrees. Sounds super relaxing. Yeah, I always, when I want to unwind, I'm like, get me to a distributor show. Mm-hmm. Music, books. It's like saying, you know, in I our audience may not understand this, but like right around the time this, this airs, um, the big consumer electronics show, CES, is happening in Las Vegas, which you may have seen or heard of. Um, if you are a follower of books, you may have heard of Book Expo America, which happens or you know, the beginning of summer. That's like saying, hey, you want to relax? Let's go to CES, a show floor full of madness and people and crowds. Let's and germs. You know, yeah, you, you want to unwind? Let's go to BEA. It's a show floor <laughs> in a in a hell mouth <laughs> full of people and germs. <laughs> just, I just, these people are not Jerrica's friends. I would have to say they're, <laughs> they're suggesting that she go to the music distributor show to calm down and take it easy. I'm just saying. Yep. I'm, ag- I'm, I'm agreed. Yeah, I mean, you you would think that they would maybe suggest something a little more zen-like. Like, why don't you take a walk through the park? Mm-hmm. Meditate, you know? meditate exactly 
Well, at the, at the music distributor show, Jerrica and the holograms are shocked when they see Jem overturn a table and cause a scene when she insults the booth vendor. The holograms chase after the Jem imposter, but reach a dead end. The only person at the end of the corridor is a cleaning lady, but she claims no one has been down that way. Jerrica looks like she's going to have a breakdown and insists the woman is lying. And by the way, I made a little footnote here that we, the audience, uh, uh, know that Jem is an, an imposter, but only Jerrica at this point uh, is the one that actually saw her. Yep, they, they thought, the, hol- the other holograms thought that she changed quick back to Jerrica. And they're like, she's losing her mind. See, and I just... Yeah, like, why would Jerrica do that, though? Well, and why... I still... Do I ask this every episode? Why, when something weird happens, why is their first thought hardly ever... It's happened once, I think, with the fashion show. But their first thought is never pizzazzes up to something. Never, ever pizzazzes up to something and they really need to like I I feel like I want to be their life coach and I want to sit them down and say listen Jim and the holograms if shit starts to happen it's pizzazz in the misfits and yeah like (laughs) yeah I I mean pretty much it I feel like the only times they've ever jumped to those conclusions that that it was maybe pizzazz and the misfits were times when you're like, how could that have possibly been? But for somebody to make a fake gem to run around acting like a jerk, that is well within the bounds of something that pizzazz could make happen. Jerrica and the holograms watch the salacious report of Jem's most recent outburst and violent behavior at the music distributor show. They report that Jem fans all over the country are turning against her. And Cool Trash magazine, nice nod to previous episodes, by the way, uh, has already sold one million copies of its latest issue, Jem Goes Berserk. As she is wont to do. Oh, oh Cool Trash magazine. You're yeah. always there to and- Cool Trash somebody by the way i love at the end of that uh, uh the newscaster says more on the story as it develops but right now let's go live <laughs> to hector ramirez at the world premiere of flint westwood's new film my fist in your face <laughs> i love that movie title so much <laughs> my fist in your face <laughs> my fist it's, in pretty, your face. it's pretty awesome i gotta say yeah, like, oh, Clint Eastwood and your fist in your face movies. That was so beautiful. And and also, that what was it, Flint Eastwood or something? <laughs> like, they're Flint Westwood. You're like, mm-hmm, sure, sure, mm-hmm. TV show, whatever. Um, <laughs> and I also noticed, right, once again, we have, like, these fake celebrity names, even though Britta has been dropping real celebrity names since she showed up. So they keep switching back and forth. Also, we have, who was it, Sigourney Reaver? And there was somebody else who was at this premiere. It's just, it's great. It's everything about this scene is gold and I love it. Finally, the holograms believe Jerrica is telling the truth when they watch the gem imposter show up at the movie premiere and toss a bag of popcorn onto Flint Westwood's head. Cut to Miss Miss Music, where Eric Raymond is relishing over the reports from Cool Trash about Jem's downward spiral. Eric is interrupted when a woman enters the room with cleaning supplies. He asks her to leave, but she pulls off her disguise, revealing Jem. 
And Eric, of course, is taken aback and asks what she's doing at Misfits Music. But the woman pulls off her secondary disguise and reveals herself as Clash. And it turns out Pizzazz was behind the gem imposter the entire time, but kept it secret from everyone. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about that scene is the fact that Pizzazz is like, I am tired of waiting for you, Eric Raymond, to get your stuff together and to deal with this. And so I came up with a plan. And her plan actually is a pretty good plan. You know, she's like, okay, you know, we're going to ruin Jem's reputation by having Clash and her amazing makeup skills. Because, I mean, not she doesn't even have makeup. She has a rubber mask and a wig that she pulls on and off with such speed and grace. I am like, true. is that magical? Well, that is some magical rubber face that would fool Rio. Especially for 80s tech. Yeah. But okay, so Clash is a master of disguise. Perhaps Clash is secretly a secret agent. I mean, they have sent her to spy mm-hmm. on people before for no discernible reason. Perhaps she was trained by MI6. I don't know. But, um, you know, so so knowing that Clash has this amazing ability, Pizzazz has put a plan into action that does work pretty well and it's like why do we even need eric raymond at this point because we don't we don't No, he's been extraneous for a long time i Mm -hmm. think indeed i i've always wondered why the misfits continue to sort of string him along for so long well he's i mean he's clearly not really up to the task of of managing the band and everything that he does all all of his nefarious plans go wrong but uh anyways well let's uh let's get to the next video here because uh the misfits have something to say and uh they've got a song called congratulations what did you guys think of the video and the song and actually this is a repeat isn't it we've heard this before in another episode is it i i think so i i can't remember though this is one of those yeah. songs that kind of rolls over me because it's sort of uh, maybe, maybe not. I could be wrong. I can't remember. According to the to the the information that I see here, it says that this song aired on September twenty fourth, nineteen eighty seven, from one gem to many. So maybe this is the first time. Oh, okay. It's just because the song is like not very memorable. It's just as Aline has pointed out many times, it's just sort of like oh, we're repeating the same thing over and over again because we're the misfits and we're horrible. And you're like okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting confused because there have been a few other Misfit songs where the lyrics are extremely repetitive, so it's just kind of all one big blur to me. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. yeah. The visuals well, any other are thoughts of, about the video? or The visuals are kind of nice. Like when she she like makes the domino gems fall down, that's kind of interesting. But... You know, well, what's more interesting is in the video when they have all these cutaway shots to the other misfits dancing around and doing stuff. There's some nice moves there. But other than that, it's just kind of, it's a misfits song and video. Congratulations to me. Mm-hmm. The holograms suggest that Jerrica calls the police, but that's not a good idea because it would just make the imposter go into hiding. <laughs> Instead... She plans to draw the imposter out by staging the band's biggest concert ever. I don't even understand how that's a plan. But once again, once again, don't trust the popo. That is the message 
of Gem and the Holograms. Do not trust the popo. Are you having a problem? Is someone defrauding you? Is someone literally running around <laughs> pretending to be mm. you and causing havoc? Don't call the authorities, kids. <laughs> Take care of it on your own. Yeah, just become a vigilante. Don't That's trust the, the popo. Answer. Yeah. The Misfits find out about Gem and the Holograms' plan to put on the biggest concert ever. How? I guess there would have been a press release. Okay. But Pizzazz is being cautious as she thinks it may be a ploy to draw Jem's imposter out into the open so they can catch her. Oh, you're very perceptive, Pizzazz. You win a medal. Always. Yeah, she is. She really is. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, Pizzazz is like, we're not going to just fall for this nonsense. Clearly, there's something else going on. We have to be prepared. Why isn't Pizzazz in charge of all the evil dastardly plans? I wonder again. You know, I th- really uh, think Pizzazz should just run the show. I mean, she's clearly capable. More capable than Eric. I So the thing about Pizzazz is she's capable, she's smart, and she's definitely talented, but she's too impulsive. Like, she... And, and has anger management Wait, issues. Wait, are you... Are you you're saying she's impulsive. Is there something wrong with just getting into a bulldozer and <laughs> or a boat destroying a building? Or <laughs> I thought everybody did that. Oh, I. I mean, just earlier today, I was destroying someone's house. I, oh, oh. Hmm. Wait, but were you running over orphans? Mm. Is that I can neither. I can neither conf- confirm or deny that. Hmm. Uh-oh. Talk to my lawyer. Talk to my lawyer. Just got real in- Talk to my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Backstage at the Gem and the Holograms concert rehearsal, Rio is watching Gem practice some dance moves. But then he sees another person walk by who looks exactly like Gem. Rio immediately realizes there's a fake Gem, so he tells the rest of the staff to perform a search for her. As the search begins, the imposter tries to sabotage things by setting off some stage props, putting everyone in harm's way. The also imposter... the choo-choos. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the imposter escapes in the Rockin' Roadster, and Rio, the real gem in the holograms, chase after uh, the imposter. But I just want to say, those props, those stage props, those were incredibly elaborate. Like, I'm talking Cirque du Soleil levels mm-hmm. of elaborate. Right, like Huge it was a castle. castle. Like a hydraulic castle. hydraulic lifts and, like, stuff <laughs> popping out of the stage, and it's like, whoa. What could possibly have been going on at that Gem and the Holograms concert that a castle needed to pop up out of the stage? Well, like, Jerrica did that. say she wanted it to be the biggest concert ever, but so I think helped. that delivers. I mean, I guess so, but what does she mean by biggest? As in biggest crowd? Because they had the, the no. charity concert biggest for spectacle. I Haven think that's what House. she means. Oh, I get yeah, that's probably because I was the about spectacle. to say they, they had the charity concert for Haven House in that same auditory or that yeah. stage, same stage thingy, whatever. Yeah. Also, why is dance there? I don't know. That was weird. Like dance randomly is like yeah. I'm involved somehow. It, but does she <laughs> like, talk at all? Like two lines maybe, but yeah. mostly she's just there to look pretty. But here's what I love also about the scene where, you know, they're doing their rehearsal, whatever. No one told Rio what's going on. No one ever <laughs> tells Rio because Rio they is a jerk Rio. face. They didn't even bother to say to Rio, by the way, Rio, remember how Jem was acting like a jerk? We we now realize because Jem was with us when we watched the tape of her at the Flint Westwood thing. So just be aware. 
but nobody bothered to real. So real has been for days. Like, oh, Jim, I hate her. Like, <laughs> oh my god, these people <laughs> are not nice to each other. They're, They're not. not nice to each other. Oh, I can't get over my fist in your face. <laughs> Go ahead, make my day. Some days. I feel like that movie that Rio should have continued with his acting career been in that movie so we could just see him being punched over and over. Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Rio and Jem end up by the pier and watch as the rock and roadster crashes through a barrier at the end of the road, landing gracefully on a departing ferry. That was an incredible, incredible feat of uh, <laughs> driving there. I wouldn't count her out. What is it? She's got punctured something yeah the, the, some, the rock and roadster ro- probably has like 600 horsepower defies <laughs> physics and doesn't get damaged when it lands no uh, it's reinforced it's reinforced it's mm-hmm. got it's got it, you know it's probably one of those like stunt cards you know that has like the reinforced suspension and all like the 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 bottom components are all protected and stuff like that so so that yeah they, they yes it's totally possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, you know, Jericho ain't worried because they have another car that looks just like that, but in gold. Back That's at home. true. That's so, true. Who cares what the Rocket Roaster is doing? Who cares? Jem suggests that they catch up by taking the next embarking ferry. Eric and Tech Rat watch from afar as they watch their plan come to fruition. The ferry turns out not to be captained and is being entirely remote controlled by Tech Rat. Eric Raymond sends a message to Jem via a TV monitor that while they're taking a ferry ride, the Jem imposter will be at the concert creating havoc that will bring her career to an end once and for all. And once again, I say this plan is actually quite a good plan. Like that was kind of genius that they, you know, the fake Jem gets on the one ferry and then you set up a fake ferry and they get on the fake ferry. It turns out that the fake ferry is remote controlled and they are screwed and i was like again why does it possess plan everything <laughs> well this is it a work? good plan because uh it doesn't seem to be the end for the holograms because they get creative with their escape plan borrowing some wood panels rope and tires from the ferry they create a raft uh to paddle back to shore this is true. but will they make it back on time no they're gonna die but um i think the only thing that Pizzazz underestimated was Jem's ingeniousness. And also the fact that she doesn't realize, I think, that the holograms on a regular just do all sorts of things that you would never expect them to do, like decide to fix a Formula One race car. Or or what was that other thing they did? We were like, what? <laughs> you, they, they just did that? Um, so yeah, building a raft out of the boat that you're on is is not out of the realm for Gem and the Holograms, but maybe it is not, you know, something that Pizzazz would have necessarily understood about them as she made this plan. Yeah, that makes sense. They're, I mean, they were orphans. They're pretty resourceful. True, true. At the concert, the Rock and Rollster pulls up backstage, uh, crashing into the wall and ruining the front end, I might add. That's going to be an expensive repair job. Gem's imposter... Uh, the Misfits, and Eric Raymond show up. Eric claims he's Jem's new manager. The Misfits tell the concert manager that the Misfits are joining the act. Fake Jem demands the venue manager bring caviar to her dressing room. Goodness. This Jem is a real diva. Isn't she? 
Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, Gem and the Holograms are looking lost as they're unable to find shore with the thickening fog obscuring their view. The raft begins to fall apart, but before panic sets in, Jem hears breakers hitting the shore, which means they must be close. So she tells everyone to uh, furiously begin paddling. Uh, but uh, we cut to the Jem um, and the Holograms concert. In the Holograms' dressing room, Eric decides to make a call to alert the press to bring Jem's career to an end once and for all. Now, oh. what do you think he was going to say to the press? Uh, I wondered about that. Come to the Gem and the Holograms concert if you want to see her acting badly some more. Or, oh no, some stuff is going down backstage at the Gem and Holograms concert. You have to get here. I mean, it doesn't take much to get tabloid people to show up. Right. It's true. Gem and the Holograms and Rio make it to shore just as their raft begins to fall apart. Lucky them. They make their way back to the concert. Meanwhile, in the Holograms' dressing room, the Misfits and Fake Gem trash the place. Eric ends up firing the venue manager and all of the crew involved with the production. Gem and the Holograms and Rio manage to hitch a ride back to the concert with some strangers. The little girl immediately recognizes Jem and pleads with her father to help uh, give them a ride. But but her father has heard stories and doesn't want his daughter associating with the likes of Jem. Jem offers... Yeah, yeah, I know. Don't always believe the tabloids. Right, but also just... what, what, What did you hear, sir? Have you been watching the Lindsay Pierce show... Have you been reading cool trash? trash He's reading cool trash. (laughs) He's one of the one of those people that bought that magazine. I mean, they sold a million copies, right? I guess so. I guess so. But it was just like, well, she kind of she bribes them though. She gives them. uh, She says, "Well, you know, I'll give you free front row tickets to the concert if you're willing to give us a ride." And and I guess he does not only for the tickets, but to make her to make his daughter happy. Yeah. Once again, people doing all kinds of stuff to make their kids happy on this show. It's sweet. Back at the concert, Fake Jem walks on stage and begins heckling uh, the crowd. People start booing. But before things can get out of hand, the real Jem shows up and confronts the imposter. Fake Jem insists she's a real Jem, naturally, but then she's asked to sing to prove her authenticity. And what follows is an embarrassing display of horrible, out-of-tune singing. It Mm. it was really bad. Poor Clash. Yeah. Actually, I shouldn't feel bad for her because, yeah. <laughs> but well, why, why did she even, I don't know. Right. Also, you know, remember way back when we first saw Clash and she said she wanted to be one of the misfits. What was she going to do exactly? Just play the cymbals? Because she can't sing. So Maybe she should have uh, picked up the cowbell. <laughs> that would have that been a good yeah, addition. Cowbell. <laughs> But yeah, I, you know, I guess they didn't think it was going to come up because they were just going to have fake Jem go out there and heckle people. But I was like, oh, that's not going to work for you. And lo and behold, it doesn't. Yeah. Rio and Rhea hop into the back of the truck that brought them to the concert. Uh, they grab some tomatoes that just happened to be in the, uh, the, the back of the pickup truck. And they begin handing them out to the crowd to hurl at the imposter. That is so rude. <laughs> they throw tomatoes at this woman. <laughs> yeah, I was not okay with that. 
it was pretty bad. Well, f- finally, it's proving to be just too much for the imposter to handle, and it's revealed to be Clash who runs off stage, and Gem and the Holograms take the stage and perform their final song called The Real Me. This was a weird song, I thought. Like, what, I don't know. In what way? The the beginning beat almost kind of remind me of uh, Huey Lewis's The Power of Love. Mm. <laughs> um, well, for... Just a few seconds. For me, it was, like, the lyrics, like... In the context of the show, it makes sense, but as, like, a standalone song where it's, like... Sometimes I do really bad things, but I don't need to take responsibility for them because it wasn't actually me. And I don't know. It, it just seemed it seems like a weird like if I had a gem in the holograms album and I was listening to it, it would be weird for me to stumble across that song. Yeah, it's it's one of the songs where, you know, it's so specific to what's going on. It almost is like, why would they even sing the song? But and who who wrote it? Who, why did they and write when? Song? And when? When did they write this song? <laughs> um, but the one thing I do like about this song is the actual music of it because it's a little bit of a departure from what we mostly hear. Uh, there's like a really strong uh, thing going on with the guitar, and then there's like the beat is kind of funky, and you know just stuff like that. So I like the music of the song. Uh, the lyrics, yeah, you're just like what? But um, the actual. The actual tune is a pretty good tune, I think. I liked, yeah, I liked the melody. I liked, it, it was just like the lyrics themselves were weird. Also, what was Jem wearing? Like, I can't even remember. What was she wearing? I don't remember. Okay, so she's wearing, and, and she will wear this again, a blue sort of, oh, what is that thing called? Not a bustier, but a... Oh, like a corset. Yeah, like a blue corset trimmed in black. Yeah, yeah, that was some, weird. Some red pants with white stars and a yellow jacket. Like a whole bunch of stuff that did not go together. And plus her eye makeup did not match any of it either. And I know... That's all kinds of horrible. <laughs> right, like, and I can't remember if she was wearing... No, she wasn't. She was not wearing that when they were out on the sea because she was wearing pink. So at some point before the music started, she changed her clothes into that horrendous outfit. And it's really horrible. Like, and she will wear it again. I'm pretty sure. And I just remember looking at that and being like, "What is on Jem's body?" Like, I really hope they didn't sell those clothes as Jem doll clothes, uh, because it's probably why they stopped selling Jem stuff altogether. Because parents looked at that and they were like, "What is this? <laughs> this doesn't even go. This does not go together. It's a horrible." Wow, it feels like we just breezed through this episode. It was, it was pretty content free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't remarkable. I don't have a lot to say about it. It, it didn't have any of those things that really offend me or really make me scream. But I didn't love it either. So it's just like I don't really have a lot to say about it. Sure, it was. I mean, it was a, a, a maybe a mediocre episode at best. Yeah, it wasn't like great. Uh, sorry, Aline, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go. Um. I think what it is also partially is that it brings up this episode brings up a lot of issues that should be explored deeply and then aren't like the opening thing with Jerrica being frustrated about everything, frustrated about how the girls don't clean up and how they're 
like throwing balls through the windows and fighting. And then, oh, she forgot to do the taxes. And why is she still doing the taxes when she's a CEO and she can't go have any fun? And so then she sings a song about how she wishes she could be carefree. And but then we never really address that because then it gets, you know, we start talking about this whole thing where there's a fake gem. But it's kind of a problem that Jerrica is super frustrated all the time. And and to the point where when she apparently loses her marbles, her friends are like, oh, Jerrica's finally lost her marbles. Instead of thinking that's that's out of character for her, you know, (laughs) so and we never really get into it. It never really gets addressed in this episode, which I find to be a little bit frustrating because Imagine mm-hmm. Me, actually one of one of the reasons why Imagine Me is one of my favorite songs is because it's one of the few moments of introspection that we have where Jerrica's really thinking about like the things that she wants in her life that she doesn't have, but why can't she have them? And I feel like, you know, the only time maybe we really deal with this is when we get into season three, I think. I can't remember off the top of my head any other season two episodes that really delve into this deeply. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always felt like, I mean, they're the, her friends, the rest of the holograms should have maybe suggested she go see a doctor or see a therapist. I mean, you know, she is under a lot of uh, pressure. She has a lot of responsibilities, both, both to the band musically and fiscally and being the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the star of the band. I mean, she's the singer and we all know singers and bands tend to get all of the attention. So she's multitasking, doing a lot of things. It's entirely plausible that maybe she could potentially have some kind of a breakdown, but to just flat out, you know, not even consider that this is out of character for someone that, you know, very, very well. And to just say that, I mean, it's just, it's so weird to me. Yeah. But I again, it's it's I think just a another another th- reason why this episode is just kind of mediocre in general. Just it really rubbed me the wrong way. Just just her friend's reaction to you know the the out of character behavior. Mm-hmm. And what's also weird is that you know again we have this whole thing where there's a plan that is put together that's actually a pretty good plan that is only thwarted not because it's a dumb plan that's going to fall apart anyway, but thwarted by the fact that, you know, Gem and the Holograms become like in not ingenious, but they come up with a, you know, a quick way to, to get off the boat and do whatever, which may not have been able to be anticipated for, but that still doesn't carry the weight that it should, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like everything is, there's so many things that come up that are important, that are important to the themes of the show. And it still sort of falls flat and is weird. Yep. I agree. But I will forever love this episode for that one scene between Jerrica and Rio, where Rio complains about Gem to Jerrica. And I'm like, see, whole poly triad. Well, hopefully next week's episode, episode five, the band's breakup is uh, better than one gem too many. Oh, my God, you guys. It's going to be so amazing. That episode is so awesome. That's the episode I've been wanting to talk about since we started this podcast. All right. Amazing. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. Okay. I'm looking forward to it then. Yeah.
No spoilers, no spoilers, and you'll have to join us next week for that. But uh, until then, uh, if you'd like to uh, stay in touch with your host here, you can find Aline Sims on Twitter, at Aline, that's A-L-E-E-N. You can also subscribe and listen to her amazing podcast called Less Than or Equal, which is on the uh, Relay.fm network uh, slash L. T-O-E. Mm-hmm. So glad I remembered that. <laughs> uh, and you can also find her writing at alinemean.com. And, uh, of course, uh, her uh, continued excellent work on App Camp for Girls as well. And uh, we've talked about them uh, before, but if you uh, want to show your support, you can go to the App Camp for Girls website. And I believe you can donate, can you not? You can, yeah. Um... Yeah, everyone should do that. Woohoo! And uh, Kate Tempest Bradford, your writing is at katempestbradford.com. Links to all yep. of your social media stuff is there, including Twitter, which I believe is at Tiny Tempest. And uh, your awesome uh, Tempest Challenge videos that you do. And, of course, the awesome Gem Rewatch uh, stuff that you do every week, uh, which is hashtag Gem Rewatch if you're on Twitter. And uh, every week she uh, uh, includes all of that stuff in a, in a big Storyfy uh, breakdown so you can follow all of her hilarious comments uh, on, the, uh, on the episodes that she's watching. Yep. And they are hilarious indeed. It's pretty fun. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. coming up in the next couple of weeks, there will be a new podcast on Hologram Radio that is going what? to be hosted by my me. Production, my production assistant never said anything about this. What's going on? Uh-huh. I'm, not, I was... I'm not in the loop here. <laughs> God. We took over. Surrounded by uh, cretins. That's right. It's Eric Raymond. It's all his fault. Um, but basically, Always it's is. called The Right Gear. And that's W-R-I-T-E. Because it's all about the kind of gear that writers use to write. So you should check it out. It's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Always happy to have another podcast with a woman on on it. Which women there doesn't awesome. seem to be all... Well, there, there are lots of there are women in podcasting, but I, I, don't th- I don't think that they get enough exposure. And certainly on yeah. a lot of podcast networks, they seem to be all, you know, prim- primarily male-dominated. I'm not going to single any anyone out, but... but yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Changing things from the inside. Indeed. Well, this one is supposed to be a, a tech-related uh, or, or tech-centric show, right? I mean, not to get too much into it now, but I mean, uh, technology and, and that space in general, as, as both of you know, is so so male-dominated. So it'll be nice to kind of get a different perspective on, on that. Yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet. We're going to talk about laptops and tablets and Bluetooth keyboards and pens and fountain pens and journals. Uh, all great nerdy stuff that we all like yes i can talk about fountain pens if you're looking for guests everybody loves talking about fountain pens (laughs) 
Well, you two collaborate on that. But for now, uh, since this uh, show is entirely listener-supported, you can go to hologramradio.org forward slash donate and uh, drop a couple of bucks to us, uh, which will help us uh, pay for infrastructure costs, hosting and whatnot, improving gear, all that good stuff. Uh, If you're feeling extremely generous, you can also uh, hit the subscribe option there uh, to uh, donate a a regular monthly uh, recurring donation which would be uh, amazing. And if you haven't done this yet, we would really appreciate it if you dropped into iTunes for a moment, spent 30 seconds to leave us a review. Give us five stars if you think we deserve it or not, but leaving us a review would really help other people find the show. And another great way that you can support us is by going to the Hologram Radio sponsors page, hologramradio.org forward slash sponsors, and click on one of those Amazon banners. We got one set up for Amazon UK, USA, and Canada. A. Uh, if you click on one of those banners, it's the same exact shopping experience that you know and love, except uh, we get a portion of the sale anytime you buy something. Uh, so it's absolutely no extra work for you. So why not do that and kick us back a few bucks? So until next week, which uh, Tempest can can barely contain her excitement, show's over, Synergy. <laughs> <laughs>